in my first race back in amateur, um, I didn't make it as semis. Um, I got, it was 1927 expert and I'm the older guy at 27. So I didn't make it out of semis next race. Didn't make it out of semis, but I'm itching closer. I'm getting closer. And then by the time gold cup finals went by, I won. And then by the time the grands went by, I won 1927 X from gate eight. Um, and I'm the oldest guy there. So I was like, I was blown away and I was winning. I, I, I won cruiser. I won open. I, I tripled that day. And it was like, it was big. BMX Breakthrough is bridging the gap from old school to new school, from tracks to manufacturers, from new riders to their local tracks, and it doesn't stop at racing, but the mission is to connect people with bikes. Join me, Jay Oaks, as I interview key people in the sport and in the industry that are involved in their local circles, in their communities, at their local tracks, and aiming to make a difference on a local level. You'll hear stories, marketing tips, failures, successes, and a way to make a difference in your local BMX community. Let's dive in as we kick off this next episode. All right, Jason, I'm super excited to talk to you because one thing that I know about you is that when you are riding your bike, you are having a ton of fun. So let's start with that conversation of the fun aspect. What is it that makes makes your bike so much fun, gives you so much joy when you're riding. Um, I just, I just, <clears throat> I just enjoy riding my bike. I enjoy jumping my bike, manually my bike. Um, I've, I've, I've kind of put myself in the position where it, I used to be results based and it really took the fun out of racing. Um, so when I, when I kind of took that out of the equation and I was like, I just want to have fun riding. Like instead when I do a full lap, I want to do this line in the rhythm section and I'm more focused. I can get last place, but if I landed the line that I wanted to do in the rhythm section, that was fun to me. That was enjoyment. I, I enjoyed that. So um, doing an X up on the track or just something, I don't know, just, just having fun. It brought fun um, back to riding when I was all about trying to get that first place. And if I got second or third place, um, it wasn't a good day for me and it really was driving me out of the sport of BMX racing. Um, so I learned to, to bring it back to my roots of when I was a kid out in the fields, jumping my bike and just doing what I wanted to do and not focused on the pressure or what teams want, or, you know, just, it, it was what I want to do. So, um, <clears throat> if I show up to a race, not ready, and I know I'm not ready. I'm I'm not going to make a bunch of excuses. I'm just going to go out, maybe not make my main. But if I rode good and had fun, that was the point of why I wanted to go. It's really easy to get caught up into that 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 scene where um, I mean, it's very motivating when you have all the people around you. It's like going to the gym, right? And everybody's working out. You you're motivated to work out with them, you know. But um, it was weird to, I had to click, kind of click that off and, and no, what do I want? You know, what do I want to do? And just, just riding and doing fun lines and, 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 and certain manuals, a double manual here or a jump there. And just, I, I, I pick out my lines before I even do the race. So I'm kind of riding for myself essentially. And I do like the competitive nature. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I mean, that's just, that, that that's just what I like to do is just have fun on my bike. <laughs> That's super cool. I'm curious what at what point in your uh, riding career did that did that hit you to move back to 
the basics of having a good time on your bike and focusing less on the competition? Um, it, it happened my last show. I turned um, single A pro my last year of high school, which was 2000, the end of 2000, it was 2006. Um, and then I was going through a pro and just going through the motions. And then by the time I got to 2011, I had a bad injury and I was already at the point where I was just not enjoying it at much. Like I wasn't even going to the track that much. I was just doing gates at home or sprints at home. And I would show up to the nationals. Like people wouldn't even see me that much locally. And then I had a bad injury and then I took time off. I was like, dude, I need to focus on a career. So I started um, going back to school um, and, and just working. And, and, and after four years of that, I was like, I want to start racing again. So I made it a point. I'm just going out to the track to have fun. And from there, I reclassed to amateur. And I just made it a point where I'm just here to have fun and ride my bike. I do not want to like it was like I was trying to make a living when I couldn't make a living in BMX racing, it just wasn't for me. I, I didn't reach it to that level. Like there's very, very few who make it to that level. And I was just putting so much effort into it. And when I wasn't getting the results or getting the money, it was like, it was dragging me down. And it, and then it wasn't even about riding anymore. It was about, I need to make some money. And, and then, so when I quit for four years and went back to it, I had a completely different mindset. I had a job where that was my steady paycheck and this is my hobby, but it is a serious hobby. And I just made it a fun, serious hobby. Like <laughs> that's so. super cool. And, and it comes through because the, uh, you and I met or the first time that I uh, talked to you was, it would have been the May ride out the, the LA ride out with SE in 22, I think. Um, the SoCal BMX ride out. Yeah. Three day? Yeah. 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 And so it was on a, one of those days that, that we talked very briefly. Um, but then the next time that I saw you would have been 23 at Frogtown, and some of the pictures that I took, cause I found out, I was like, man, he is my favorite person in the world to <laughs> photograph because, uh, because you had the, had the open face helmet. You, you were like grinning ear to ear oh, and yeah they were always just such killer shots. And, and that's what I noticed is like, this guy is just having fun on his bike. So yeah, uh, being I, I, able to, absolutely. yeah. Being able to watch you, like even when you and Todd were racing at Frogtown, like, um, and then you, you and I've gotten to race, uh, since then, but like those yeah. tracks are just fun and watching you guys bar to bar, just having a good time because at the end of the day, there's, there's no points on the line. You can be competitive, but you're just out there to have a good time. Yeah, by far. And that's a different, that's a totally different aspect. Frogtown and Dirty Fest, that is, that is by far probably my favorite racing I've done. And I, I, oh gosh, that is so awesome. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, we could have a whole another conversation on those type of races, you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's that, 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 that brings so much more fun and joy back into racing. Cause like you said, it's not really serious foot down. People are elbowing each other and everybody's like competitive the way they make the gate drop. It's like, you could be the fastest dude out there, but the way they drop the gate, it brings everybody together. Like I had, I had my brother out at dirty fest who has not raced in years, dude. And he was right there with me. In fact, he made the mains in, I think that that bigger cruiser class, that 29 class, and I didn't even make the mains, you know, yeah. so is it, 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 it is, dude, it's all fun. I, I love that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, so to that, because I, I agree, it's and I have my perspective on why I enjoy those races more than anything else. But, um, you know, you're talking about gate starts. And, and that was entirely the case, like this last year, at Dirty Fest, when we were racing, and 
um, I don't know, we were a couple motos in and, um, and you and somebody else were like commenting on my starts, um, during, cause I, but I, it was, it was entirely just guessing at the gate. It's kind of like a moto gate at that point. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and so my starts, cause I'm not a super fast starter, um, off the, off of an actual starting gate. But at that, you're basically just listening to somebody's voice and you're like, all right, maybe <laughs> this is it. And yep. <laughs> And sometimes yep. <laughs> it pans out, but what is it? So, you know, you talked about the foot down racing and, and bar to bar, but what is it about those tracks and that racing that makes it for you so much more fun? I, I think just like, it, it's back when I was a kid, like I always wanted to race. So it took me a while to like, well, it took my dad a while to take me to the track and we were just an open field. We would build jumps. We would make our own turns and we would literally have our own little races with the neighborhood kids. And that brought me back to that. And I'm still, I'm kind of newer in that scene. If you think about it, because that was what late seventies, eighties, and I was born in late eighties. So that wasn't even around for me, but we were doing that in the neighborhood when I was growing up as a kid. Like, so it brings me back to a kid. And then I think just the flat turns slowing down the racetrack makes for better racing. I'd rather watch that racing than see a supercross hill and watch the Olympics. Like, this type of racing is there's more back and forth. You can watch almost every moto and just and just have and just be just applauding and, and laughing and just enjoying the racing because it's so fun and so good. You guys are bumping elbows and just I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what it is. Just the, the simplicity of the track, I think, makes the racing so fun. So, yeah. Well, and and to that, I've identified for me a little bit of it is like there it's a different skill when it comes to going fast on asphalt turns and premier level tracks and like it's a different skill involved but when it comes to those old school tracks they got breaking bumps like the the whoop section if you want to call it that at dirty fest like they were all over the place it was oh, like yeah. moguls yep. and so it's like depending on the line depending on how dusty it is how dry it is how much water was actually put down on the track like it changes the entire dynamic of the race and makes it so much more uh, enjoyable and you know it's like like you and I, we just raced at Grands together and we were, uh, I think, I mean, you were almost in the moto ahead of me. Um, that's, I mean, I'm going to be honest here, like, <laughs> like a whole moto ahead of me, but that's, that's not, not important right now, but at dirty fest, like you and I can have a whole lot more fun oh, yeah. racing closer together because there's, there's just not the same speed. I don't have the, the leg speed that you have. And so, um, being able to you know, hang out together on the track more and battle back <laughs> a little bit closer is it makes it a little bit more fun. Cause it almost like levels the playing field in some ways. Yep. Yep. But, um, no, but it's, it's so much fun, uh, getting to do that and, um, you know, having, having gotten to know you. And then the more that I've gotten to know you is the more that I watch and see that kids are, the way that kids are drawn to you and the way that you, <laughs> the, the way that you respond to these kids and and hang out with them and make them feel like they're, like they're a hero. And, and I appreciate that so much. And that's another one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Um, because I think that you see in a huge way, not only do you have your own kids, but you see the value of kids being a part of the sport. Yeah. 
absolutely. I, I, I was, I was kind of bullied in school and, but when, when I went to the track, it was my getaway. When I went and rode my bike in the fields with my friends or dug, you know, build jumps and it was my getaway. It was like the best part of my life. So I never know what's going on with these kids' lives. You know, I don't know, you know, how bad it is, but when you're at the track, everybody is friends. And I have seen some, you know, some, some, some fast kids who, 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 who do like, I don't know, you know how they treat them. Like it's a fast group kids who hang out with each other. And then, and then you have the slower kids or whatever at the track, but I don't try, I, I try to keep everybody the same when we're at the track, we're all here to have fun and we're all here. We're on our bikes doing the same thing. So I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what's going on in people's lives, but I want to treat everybody like this is a good place to come. This is, this is a great exercise. This is, this is great for, for, for life in general. Like even if you are training and trying to be somewhere, you can really learn lessons in life because to be good at anything, you do stuff consistently um, and work hard at it, you're going to be good at it. So whether it's BMX or not. So I try to in, engrave that in the kids and I just try to have fun with it. I mean, I love this sport and, and, and hell, I, I mean, I have fun riding with the kids too. So, um, yeah, I, I just try to keep everything positive and motivating for them and to try to keep them in the sport. Cause I mean, I had some good friends that really made the sport fun that they're not, they're not racing anymore. They've quit. They, you know, when I was younger, they got girlfriends or they got their license or, or whatever, and they never came back to the sport. And it, I kind of lost something and it was like, man, I, I miss my buddies, you know? So I really try to keep people in the sport as long as they can. And like you said, it gets really, really serious. So I try to keep it like, don't focus so much on your results, you know, focus on having fun and riding your bike on the track, which is hard to do at a competitive racing sport. Um, we're not out there doing tricks. We're not freestyle guys that, you know, are, are having fun with each other. I mean, we're all having fun with each other, but um, it's very competitive. And I try to like, take the little bit of competitiveness out of it and just have fun and ride, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's a testament too, to your riding style, because I think that I, like you said, you ride decided to ride for you and make it, make it fun. And you are, you are really fast, but I've also seen you race and you're not winning, but you're having a good time. And so oh, in some ways, like, I mean, in some ways you're still winning, right? It's yeah, 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 having yeah. a good time. And I, I walked away from, from grands and I, I made it out of th on three or four classes. I made it out of motos and into my main and somebody said, how'd you do? And I said, I won. And for <laughs> me, that, that was fantastic. We yeah. had a great time. And, uh, and I'm actually curious. So you, you know, talking about the kids and you having your, your kids that are um, riding bikes and playing around on the track and having a good time and then being around other kids on the track, what are the, some of the things, some of the values that you see, um, some of the character traits that are learned as a result of kids being involved in the sport? Um, I, I think they learn, a, I mean, a lot of the kids are learning discipline. Um, I mean, my kid, especially like he's, he's, he's understanding he's expert. Now he hasn't made it out of motos at a national. Um, but I tell him he hasn't put in the work either. 
um, all these kids now, I mean, at the expert level, you got to be training, like you got to be doing your sprints and doing other outside activities other than the BMX track. And my kid loves to ride, but I want to keep him in the sport and I don't make him do sprints. I don't, I don't want to live through him. I'm not being that I, I'm not trying to be that factory dad out there yelling at him. So I let him do his own thing. But when it comes to nationals, I will tell him, Hey, I'm not going to pay for your races at the nationals. We'll do state races. We'll do local races. We'll do all that stuff. But when it comes to nationals, I don't want to, I don't want to pay to see you not make it out of motos. And he's, he's understand, he's starting to understand that. So some days he'll go out and do sprints with me, you know, and, and that's what I want. I want him to want it. And if I'm not going to make him want it, if he wants to do another sport, soccer or anything else, let's do it. But if you want to be good at these sports or whatever you do, you are going to have to do your homework a little bit. That's just how it is. And I don't mind him going to the track and having fun riding. Let's do that all day, every day. But if we're at the national level and he's racing expert and he's not going to and he's going to get motoed every national, I don't want to keep forking out that money to have him do that. And he he's starting to understand that. So, um yeah, I want to I want to keep it fun. I want him to want it. And if he starts if I see him putting in the work, then yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing it. And then also another thing is when I'm paying for him, as long as he gives me 110%, it's a good day. So even though, he, yeah, he doesn't make it out of his motos, he is giving me 100%. Good. I'm not yelling. Everything's good. But if I constantly see that, but I know why he's not making it out of his motos and he's not putting in the work beforehand, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I might hold him back a little bit, um, which he doesn't like, but he could practice at the national for free. Um, so, but, um, so yeah, I don't know if that really answers your question, but he is, he is learning the aspect of hard work, you know, um, whether it be anything he does, even school homework, you know, he's got to have his homework done before he, he goes to the track. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we have, we have values too, other than, you know, your BMX, but yeah, um, I think it, I think it goes hand in hand though. No, I agree. I, and I think that's awesome because I think that that you have to learn to put in the effort if you're going to be competitive. And even to what you said is I would, I would assume that it has less to do with, with the, the paying, paying for events. It's less about if you're going to make it out of motos and if you're going and more about if you're going to put in the work ahead of time. And, you know, it's because at the end of the day, like you can put in, a lot of work and you can still get motoed and, and you realize that it wasn't enough work, but I would assume that, you know, if he's coming out and training with you and riding with you and it's like, all right, man, you've been trying. And so regardless (laughs) of what comes out of it, we're going to go and we're going to give this our all and we're going to have a really good time. And at the end of the day, we're going to, we're going to have fun. We're going to smile and yeah, yeah, yeah. Be out playing on our bikes. Yeah. And I mean, that goes to say, I was saying earlier, like, yeah, I like to pick out a line, do this and and, and have fun on the track, not so much on my results. But if I'm not, if I'm not going to make my mains at the nationals, I don't, I, I, I don't really want to go to the nationals. So if I feel like I'm not ready to make a main, at least I'll, I'll hit, I'll hit the state races instead, the gold cups, the, 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 the locals, um, I'll do that kind of stuff. But so there is, yeah. So there is some results. I'm saying it's not all results, but it is some results, you know, um, based that, you know, I, I do want to finish a certain point and I do kind of instill that in, in, in my son too. So, um, at the national level, it, it's expensive, you know, how it is, you know, it's, it's a very expensive weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah. And it, 
I mean, yeah, it comes at a cost. You're, you're traveling there, you're paying for entry fees. And, and what I find is my kids don't go to, we went to one national last year at uh, Bakersfield. And, and aside from that, uh, the kids won't go to nationals anymore because right now they're five and seven. They don't really care that much about the competition side of it, they haven't started pushing themselves. So at this point, it would just be me advocating that they be more competitive and I don't need them to be. And then even this last year, I, I went to a couple of state races without them and people would ask, Oh, well, are your kids here? And they almost seemed appalled that I was there without the kids. And I said, honestly, they get more out of a local race. That's being able to, because they get two hours of concentrated practice and then race time. And then maybe some laps afterwards, yeah. you know, they get 10, 15, 20 laps at a local race and it's 10, 15 bucks. Whereas if we go to a national, they get three, maybe four laps. And exactly. And, and it's, and then it's a bunch of, you know how it goes. Like you're spending a lot of time sitting around and mom and dad are really just focused on keeping them fueled, keeping them from bonking. And yeah. then, and then, you know, it's like, and you guys both race my wife, I, I, I race, I'll try to race. And then my wife won't. So it, for her, it ends up being her trying to keep them fueled. And, and it's like, there's just so much more work to it. And so then we're, you know, you're paying three, four, five times as much money <laughs> to go oh, yeah. to a, a national. And, and at the end of the day, the kids didn't get anything more out of it than going right. to a local track. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. So, um, and actually speaking of locals, so what are your, uh, what would you identify as your local and home track? Um, my local and home track is Grand Prix BMX in Lake Paris, um, California. So that's in Southern California. Um, I've been going there since I started racing in 1998. Um, which is, it's kind of crazy now when I'm going out there, I'm kind of like the OG. I mean, there's still some OGs further than me, but, um, but yeah, I, I've seen a lot of different track operators and, and everybody else. And um, yeah, that's um, a great track. And and then, I mean, Ukaipa is nearby. I like to get there, but just the days, I don't get to go there very often. And then uh, Whittier Narrows BMX. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to go. It was funny because last year, I think I went to Ukaipa. I think I got out to Ukaipa three times and I got to Grand Prix once. And all four of those times, you weren't there. Um, but uh... <laughs> That's unfortunate. I'm, I'm there all the time, too, at, at Grand Prix and Whittier. <laughs> Yeah. At Grand Prix, we, um, uh, Courtney was there and she had the kids okay. with her. And and then I actually got to race your dad too. Uh, oh, which was really dang. Fun. Did, did I have my broken neck at the time? Maybe. Um, no, you, I think you were off on a ride out at some point. Oh, that's um, right. but, uh, it was the, the time I think your dad ended up getting tangled up with, uh, one of the guys in cruiser. Um, oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, but yeah, I got to, got to race with him and got to hang out with him. So you said that you grew up riding and then you guys would build tracks. Did your dad, did your dad grow up racing? Um, he was a street bike racer, so he road raced. Okay. Um, and then he was, he was big into dirt bikes, going to the desert. And, and I, I've been going to the desert since I was, you know, two years old, one years old. Um, and I think he pushed a little more. He, I think he wanted me to go more motorcycle, mo motorcycle, but I, I don't know what it was. I just went to my bicycle and it was accessible and was always, 
I mean, we had jumps in the field, so I would always go up there. I, ha I had my dad make me a number plate, and I hadn't even been to a track before. And I would show up to the jumps, and people would be like, oh, you race? Yeah, man. Oh, what track do you go to? And I, the only thing I th think of was where I was born. And I was like, oh, Lakewood. And they're like, oh, there's a track in Lakewood? I'm like, yeah, there's a track in Lakewood. <laughs> and it was just made up stories, you know, just because I wanted to race so much. And nobody pushed that on me really i mean i knew my dad was was a racer but in a different sport but i don't know i just always wanted to race my bicycle it was just a a thing and i was always out in the field anytime it rained man you'd see me out with a shovel in an empty field and we'd build jumps and they last for a few months and then a tractor would come down plow them down we'd be back out there rebuilding them and man we made we made quite a bit of jumps but we had some good popular areas that you know, I mean, we're in the SoCal area, you know, so there's a lot of good riders who were in the area that there was jumps around. And that's just how I got started. That's cool. So did you pull your dad into BMX from the beginning or did it take a little while before he started getting onto a bike? I, I, I no, I pulled him in. He had, yeah, he had no, like, this was later years, dude, later years. He just like got sick of just watching all the time. And, 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 and as a matter of fact, he might even, even got into it after I had my driver's license. So I'm going to the track driving myself. And then he's just like, ah, I'll go and got a cruiser and just started riding. And then now he's like, it's all about exercise for him. So he, he doesn't do any type of like sprints or any training like that, but he is kind of motivated. He likes going out racing local. He'll go out every Wednesday night. He'll be out at grand prix racing, you know? So it's kind of a good, <clears throat> it's a good family time. Um, where he shows up, he knows how busy I am. And, and I got a lot going on. He, he, he just retired a couple of years ago from work. So um, it's kind of a time to bond where he sees the family and we, we meet up at one place and, and we all ride together and, um, and he'll even do the state races. A lot of times I'm gone. I'll, I'll be out of state and my wife, uh, Courtney and the kids want to go to a state race and, and they'll both meet up, they'll carpool. And um, I, you know, the, they take care of each other and, um, my dad supports us a hundred percent and um, it's great to still have family that is still with us, you know, and I'm, I'm getting older, you know, and my dad's still supporting it. So um, I love it. That's and my cool. dad's participating in it. So it, it's awesome. <laughs> well, it's really fun because we're also, I'm also in a, a family where we've got three generations of Oaks racing. You've got, got three generations of Morris out on the track. <laughs> and one of the coolest thing is, is things is that there aren't, other sports where that exists um right. like you you don't get i don't know maybe maybe motocross or you know you could have yeah. golf or something but there aren't a lot of a lot of activities where you can all like two or three generations can be competing at the same time yep. and i just thought that was so cool it was so much fun talking to your dad and that was um you know when when courtney and the kids were there and being able to have those conver conversations with him. And he was telling me some stories about you and your brother and him, like bombing down fire roads and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's yeah. just, and it's a good time because it goes back to the lack of, if you want to focus on the fun, the lack of competition that there has to be. And it's just about having a good time, spending time with family, being able yeah. to hang out, being able to um, smile and exercise and enjoy your time together. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll have all of my dad out racing with me and the kids. And, um, and it's so fun because as you know, there just aren't that many grandpas that are out there racing with their 
grandkids. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's the greatest memories of my life. And and some of the and, and some of the worst races I ever had are some of the greatest memories of my life. So um, I I can't I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know. So and 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 to have my dad out there and my kids and and my family, my wife, you know, is it's it's a blessing. I I yeah, it's it, it's really awesome. We all enjoy it. Bikes bikes are awesome. <laughs> They are. There's, there's a unifying dynamic to that. So um, <laughs> it's super cool. Well, where did you, when you got on a bike, how old were you when that started? Um, I, I think I was around three and I was just hauling around our backyard, our dirt backyard, you know, and um, mm-hmm. a Batman bike. And then Upgraded I had a Batman bikes. bike too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I had, yeah, it was, I had it was, some it was ye- awesome. I had a 12-inch Batman bike with uh, yellow mags on it. Oh wow! I don't think I had that <laughs> cool of a bike, but I had like it had like Batman emblems in the spokes. Like I, I could barely oh, remember right. it. And then and then from there upgraded. And by the time I got a decent bike, it was a GT Dino, a heavy old chromoly bike that I was taking to the jumps. And I was that young kid that the big kids were always sending me off, you know, and, and I just hit these <laughs> big old jumps and, 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 and eat crab, bail my bike, whatever. And I was just all over the place. I just, yeah, I, I, I loved it. And then from there, yeah, we just slowly got, even when I started racing, dude, I was, I started racing on a dyno and then I never even got a good bike until we won a raffle and it was an elf. It was an elf it was such a cool bike. Like I had dreams of it and we won it in a raffle and it was like, the, it was too big for me. It was a 20 inch and it was way too big. It was like a pro size and I'm, I'm still 10, 11 years old. Um, so, but it was the coolest bike ever. And I rode that. And then finally my dad started seeing me struggle a little bit and then he upgraded me and got me a power light expert, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's super fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Man, yeah, it's it's cool the the progression getting to look back at like, you know, the way that the way that you start riding and the way that um, like how far you've been able to come along that and so now you're riding for SE and I mean, I from the outside looking in, I absolutely love the dynamic and you know, you get you going on ride outs and stuff like that. But at Grands, I heard you I overheard you mention to somebody that you had some other offers when you got onto SE and that ended up being the best decision that you made. And I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more to that. Yeah. So in the very beginning in 2015 was the year I came back um, to racing. Um, I was still on my old, I think a Speedco or some old frame I was sponsored by with JNR bicycles. And, uh, and it was, it was outdated. So Courtney talked to Javier Colombo who was riding for SE who then talked to Chris Schoonover, who was the team manager for SE, um, to get me a frame. And it was like, okay, well, we won't, like, we'll kind of put you on the team and blah, 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 and all this stuff. So they kind of put me on the team. Um, and then I got a frame, and then they watched me race. And my first race back in amateur, um, I didn't make it as semis. Um, I got It was 1927 expert, and I'm the older guy at 27. So I didn't make it out of semis next race. Didn't make it out of semis, but I'm itching closer. I'm getting closer. And then by the time Gold Cup Finals went by, I won. And then by the time the Grands went by, I won 1927X from gate eight, um, and I'm the oldest guy there. So I was like – I was blown away. And I was winning. I, I, I won Cruiser. I won Open. 
I, I tripled that day and it was like, it was big. So then I started getting offers the later years, better offers, um, from teams. I mean, I had full tilt looking at me. I had alpha, um, a couple others and, uh, they're, they, you know, they were offering more. So I, I, I would, I would hit up Todd Lyons, you know, in SC and be like, Hey, yo, the, what's up, dude, these guys are offering me some more. And, 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 and of course, I mean, Todd takes care of me and he, 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 he upped it a little bit more, but I mean, if, if I, if, if I was just looking at the future, like Essie's been around since 1977, like this is a brand, this is, this has got history. You got Perry Kramer, Stu Thompson, um, Bonnie Hutland. You got these major names that are still big today and Essie supports it. You know, they, they look back on those things and I'm like, dude, I, I can't leave this team for a team that I don't know what their future is and how long, I mean, they're new to BMX. They got a lot of money. That's great, but staying with SE was my the best decision I ever made. Um, that helped me. Um, I mean, gain a following. I mean, um, just the help I get, the stuff I do, the the countries I'm seeing. Like, I'm going not even for a race where I got to train my butt off. I'm going out just to do wheelies and drink a few beers with my friends, and and that's that's what we're doing. Like, it's hard. It's hard to go from that to a dang BMX race. It's like, <laughs> dang, I got to put in work now. I got to do some sprints. I got to go to the gym. Like, I want to just do wheelies with my friends. You know, this is awesome. Um, and 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 I'm not. And and some of these SC wheelie guys who are on the crew, um, they're a lot better than me. Don't get me wrong. But um, I put a lot of time into racing, not so much into my wheelies. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's still it's still a blessing. Like like just to be where I'm at and. And it was the, yeah, I mean, the best decision I made was to stay on SC. Like, I don't know what it's going to go from here, but man, the history we, we've, we've already made just going to some of these countries to do these things and ride our bikes has been just uh, an experience that I, I would never, ever take away. Like, so yeah, I, yeah, that's it. That's cool. I mean, some of the things that, that SE does it, it's like they, they facilitate a party. I mean, it's just kind of how I feel like that three day, um, ride in SoCal is super fun. I've, I guess I've only done it once, but like, and when you tell people that you go on a hundred plus mile BMX bike ride, people are blown away. Like, like on a, yeah. on a BMX bike and, uh, it's such a good time. But, uh, then where was the, the trip that you just got back from? So that was, we went to Japan and Vietnam. So we went to Tokyo um, and then we went um, to Ninbin and um, why am I missing? But yeah, yeah, it was Japan and Vietnam. So it was an awesome trip. And just to ride our bikes, do wheelies and uh, spread the culture of bike life. Um, I mean, we went to see dealers that are SE dealers out there and um, to show them kind of what we do. And they have good riders too. They're like, don't get me wrong. Like there's some wheelie guys out there too. Um, it's not as big, but we're there just spreading the love and just riding with them. And, and it's just, it's Todd Lyons doing, you know, that he, he's a great marketing dude for SE that like that he's, he's, he's basically a marketing genius really when it comes to the big bike scene and what he's done and, and where he's come from and just, um, to do that. And, 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 and the footage we get is just, it's, it's awesome. It, it's, it's good stuff. He does stuff where it's like, I want to do a vacation, but wait a second. I think we can make this into a, a SE trip and, and, and make this into something for some marketing, you know? So it's, um, it's very cool. 
That's cool. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's they've developed a huge family community. And as far as the big bike scene goes, that I mean, they are a top level name. And um, just because Todd's done such a killer job of marketing and establishing himself in that space, and um, and it's just it's always fun to see the dynamic of you guys having a good time and you know being able to stop at places along the way. You find a hip to jump or find yeah, yeah. a curb to drop off of or whatever the case is. And yeah, it's just, there's not no pressure to it. It's just, yeah. just a bike ride with a good time. Yep. And, and everybody has their own styles. You got D blocks. Who's, who's crazy. You got one wheel, you know, not even with, without a wheel. And, 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 and I, I could wheelie, but I can't do all the combos and the cool tricks. And so I I'm trying to find the rock jumps or, or the hips or stuff, you know, to, to, to make my own, you know, a little bit, but, um, but yeah, everybody has their own personality and, and riding style, which makes SC great. And they're just all people I mean, you could, you could find a replacement for me any day of the week as far as the, the writing goes, but, um, I think everybody just clicks and, uh, we all work great as a team and, and friends and, um, yeah. I'd written down a couple of those topics that you had mentioned and, uh, just the dynamic of, of the good times and the, the lack of pressure that it seems. And, um, and even getting to meet on the race side of things, getting to meet, uh, Jimmy and getting to know him and spending time with him working on, uh, the frog town track this year and then, uh, hanging out. And, and I think that, that he, it seems like he has been really killer at creating a, a race environment where even though there's a level of, of expectation, um, you know, or a level of maybe intrigue towards the, the competitive side, he's really focused on the community aspect of what you guys create. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's awesome, man. He, he, he's really, um, took, taken the race team a full circle and it's, he's taken over, um, as far as the team manager goes on the race side of things. And I, I haven't had a better pit in my life. So his pits, he shows up, he's, he, he's dang near the first one every time at the nationals. He's the last one out of there. He doesn't like letting anybody help him tear down. But, you know, we want to help out and he has his own system and he, he does great at it. And man, he, he, he's 110%. He's there. He has food. He has everything for everybody, for all the racers. He's motivating. He has, he, he has, he has a lot of experience in what he's done in his, in his life um, that really pertain and help in BMX. It's a different lifestyle, but man, it's like, I learn things all the time from him and I'm always talking to him, picking his brain. And he, he's got ideas for me as far as for training goes and eating and just, excuse me, all kinds of stuff. He's very, he's very motivating. And, um, and, and, and just his presence with SE, he's bringing the race scene for SE back to life. And it's, and it's great to see. In fact, I think this year he just told me he wants to start doing some advertisements and stuff in the USA BMX magazine and stuff like that. So I think that's going to happen. And just um, he's really revamping the scene and he's got a whole Flyers team development program that is um, getting more people on SE bikes. So I'm starting to see a lot more um, out at the local tracks um, on SEs and it's, and it's a great thing. And I, I love seeing it because bike life and the big bikes have been killing it and taking care of SE, but I'd like to see racing kind of hold its own and, and, and rise up again. Um, 
and, and, and Jimmy is uh, the best person for this job and he is killing it. So I can't say enough and enough thanks to Jimmy for sure. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that I noticed uh, a big piece was at Frogtown specifically and going to your, or walking past the pit and then stopping in and saying hi to Jimmy and seeing like, I mean, the, the way that you guys have your, your workbench space, I mean, all the tools are nothing's out of place. Everything is perfectly laid out. It's all set up. He's like, Jay, if you need anything, just stop by here. We got tools for you. I'm like, oh, okay. And then you guys have like, you have, uh, you have like a workout room and yeah. And it's just, it's fascinating. His attention to detail and his care and, and love for the community, the sport, the people as a whole. And, and that just, I mean, that speaks hugely to me because I'm, I'm all about the people in the community. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what BMX is, is it creates just a killer community of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stationary bike, row machine, kettlebells. I mean, he has it all and he's loading all this stuff by himself off and on. And it's just, it's crazy. So real quick, we did our very first frog town. It was the second frog town, but it was mine and Todd's first frog town. We show up Damon Dayton's there with his SE, um, SE little VW bus, you know, and, um, he has, we have a setup for, I don't know, two easy ups, three easy ups, something like that. And we're pulling in me and Todd are carpooling and we're pulling into the parking lot and we see SE and there's like five easy ups in this big old setup. There's a gate and we're like, what the heck? And then we look over here, we see Damon's Volkswagen on the other side of the track with a couple SE tents. We're like, who, what the heck? Who's this guy over here? And then Damon's over here. We're like, let's go pit with this guy. This guy's got a bigger setup, you know? But anyway, it was Jimmy and I had never met Jimmy before. And, and that was my first oh. time meeting him. And Todd really hadn't met him. I don't think Todd ever met him either. So that was our first time seeing him. And that was Jimmy on his own purchasing those SE tents and doing and going through SE, choosing a brand that he chose in, in, and it, it was crazy. That was the first time I met him. And he was just SE all the way from the beginning without even being a team manager or being part of SE. He just, that's the brand he chose to represent. Like it was, I've never seen it before. And it was, it was really, really cool. So SE's a great person. I, I, I mean, you should pick his brand, man. He's got all kinds of stories and he's got, he's got a lot of background in, in other sports too. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> no, that's that's super cool. That's crazy because I did, yeah, I did not know that he was telling me that he had had some conversations with Todd and you know wanted to build the, um, I can't remember what you called it. The was it the Flyers? The, the Flyers, the Flyers yeah. development team, yeah, yeah. So he was like trying to trying to do that and um, had brought on, I mean, something like eighty riders, but I didn't realize that it had. It's only been just over a year that he's been working on that program. So, yep. Yep. um, no, he's just such a quality guy and, you know, him talking about the, the reason that he started, um, doing that. And, and so now I'm realizing that I think I need to have a further conversation and bring Jimmy into the show. You um, should, you should. It's very interesting <laughs> because yep. yeah, he's definitely focused on the, on the fun <laughs> side of things and, um, and, and creating that community space. And, uh, and I think that that's, again, one thing that 
I've been focused on hugely. And I, I realized that as a kid, the community that the BMX put around me was so crazy. And the one thing that I absolutely love speaking to the value of BMX for kids, and I'm sure you've seen this as well. Um, and because you've actually, and you've been one of these people in many kids' lives is that when I was a kid, I had relationships with people through BMX that were significantly older than me. They were, when I was eight, nine years old, they were in their thirties. And I would have referred to them as my friends because it, I think it created a no boundary age gap of like, it doesn't matter how old you are. And so I'm sure that some of these kids would go to school and say, oh yeah, Jason's one of my friends. Like he's my friend at the track and, yeah. and it teaches kids to, to talk to adults that they, that other sports don't necessarily teach you how to approach someone that's in their forties and their fifties, um, or in their thirties, whatever it is, and have a conversation with them as an equal. Yeah, absolutely. And the skill levels too, could be equal to, you, you could have a 40-year-old who's equal to a 10-year-old, you know, and then they're riding together because they're trying to build their skills together or jump a certain jump together, you know. I mean, I, I'm I'm specifically thinking of like my dad and my kid where they like to ride it together because their skill levels – like my, my dad's getting getting little – like perturbed, he's like, dang, th this kid's already jumping better than me, you know, and I've been trying <laughs> to jump these last few years, like what's going on here, you know, but it's, it's a good relationship. And um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it, it creates a dynamic that you just don't see in a lot of cases. And so, um, you know, speaking to that, that relationship between Jimmy and some of the team riders is super cool. The, the relationship and the dynamic that I see between you and some of the, some of the kids at the track and the kids that are able to look up to you and, um, being influential in their lives is, is super cool. And then, um, seeing you being able to go and, and win at grands, but also just have a, just have a great time and not be solely focused on the, the competition. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, but I, I, Jason, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule and, um, yeah, no having problem. a conversation with me. Um, and I had to uh, do it on hoping... my birthday too, buddy. Oh, well, happy birthday. I'm I just kidding. I'm it. just kidding. <laughs> it is my birthday, but don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. I had to throw that in there, but, um, oh, man, but no, well, no, I, I enjoyed it. This is, this was awesome. Thank, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate that. Cool. Well, yeah, thank you for doing that. And, uh, and again, happy birthday because, thank you. you know, although everybody else listening will, it'll be not your birthday, but of they course. can still, still send you a message that says happy birthday. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I don't need the messages. It's all good. <laughs> I know you weren't fishing for accolades, but you no, know. no, it's all good. It's just another day, another day in the, the year for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last question for you is, um, you know, in the, the goal and focus of wanting to help grow the sport at a local level. Um, would you have any recommendations of who I should bring onto the show? Who else I should be talking to? Um, I think Bubba Harris, he impressed me last night, dude, at the track, what he was doing for the track. And he said, he's just been busting his butt, getting the track ready, rebuilding and all that stuff and all the volunteers. But when he was at the track, he, he brought something back that happened when I was a kid when when the announcer was just out there during practice and just 
hyping kids up, dude. Like all the kids out there, he was hyping it up and like having them do things or, or calling them out or just saying, oh, did you see Emmanuel, that whole rhythm section? And and just and, and, and talking about like how 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 their last national was, what place did you get? And just just interacting and bringing the group. And he was on social media while he was out there. He was posting for the track and just just him out there it, it, it was crazy it was like dude this is awesome this is what what the local tracks need is is interact man and he was in he announced the striders which was awesome just the little strider racing and just hyping everything up and it was like wow this is this is what it used to be like when i started racing i would show up to the track and everybody be like Okay, who who just raced the fall nationals last week and what place did you get? Oh, we had Jason who took a fourth place at the national and that was the coolest thing ever. Just that little announcement, you know, as a kid. And he's doing that and he's 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 just he's it, it was awesome. So I think Bubba Harris would be a great person on top of his whole history, you know. He's three-time yeah. <laughs> USA BMX number 1 pro, you know, but um I would definitely recommend him. And then if you ever want to get Jimmy on or Todd Lyons or, or Bill Ryan from Supercross, um, I don't know, but yeah, there's um, Dale Holmes is always awesome. He has his podcast though, you know, but he's a, he, he's, he's got a lot of experience and, um, but yeah, I think, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. But Bubba is, um, I just got to meet him. Uh, let's see. Well, it was at the grands. I think it was probably Saturday at the grands and, um, my wife and I, uh, cross paths with him, with him in one of the, um, in one of the rows between vendor pit pit booths and everything. And, um, and it ended up having a great conversation with him. And so I'm really stoked about what he's doing with black mountain and, um, the work that he's putting in there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll definitely, I need to need to reach out to, uh, Bill Ryan. That's a good re reminder. So, yeah. um, I, uh, had a conversation. He's actually one of the pieces one of the final puzzle pieces that pushed me over the edge to start this was a wow. conversation with Bill. Um, but he hasn't been on the show yet. So um, anyway, definitely. Well, there you go. With him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you so much again and uh, have fun. I know that when this, when this airs, actually it'll be just a couple days before uh, you start riding at the, the winter nationals. So. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so good luck out in out in Phoenix and have a good time. And thank you again right. so much I, I for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully I'll see you at Dirty Fest. Absolutely. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> Take care. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us in today's episode. It is because of people like you and our sponsors who make this whole thing possible because they have a desire to see the sport grow. If you would like to get involved in the mission of BMX Breakthrough, you can start by going to your local track, find a way to volunteer, help out, and serve there. Or you can go to our website, bmxbreakthrough.com, in order to donate, find out about sponsorship, or learn more.